Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. we got a great show lined up for you. Joe Theismann's going to be on the program in an hour. We always do buy or sell after our guest in the second hour of the show. But the executive producer, Pretty Daddy, has put together a particularly marvelous edition. We're going to sneak in a little soccer with Mr. Messi. He is back. Guy is ridiculously talented. Justin Fields has some thoughts. Some of his buddies have some analogies. It's good stuff. Uh, we will join in with the internet. Look, I don't always love the Twitters, the X, but when it's when it's good, it's gold. And uh, the people have united to make all of us laugh at the expense of Doc Rivers, who deserves it. We'll do that. I've got a pretty daddy story that doesn't actually involve him. It's the universe speaking to Tom DeCelestino from 3,000 miles away through my very mustachioed waiter last night. I will explain in about 15 or 20 minutes. Let's start here, though. And no, phone number, 855-212-4CBS. Twitter, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, at Pretty Daddy CBS. If you want to hit up Tom, the Big Ten and the SEC are coming for all of college football. That is the news in the last 24 hours. And there is a plan in place. It is a takeover plan. It is, remember the the Trojan horse? Was it at Troy? I'm not sure. That's what it is. Don't wheel this gift in. Talked yesterday to you about college football's expansion for the next two years. The the plan we discussed yesterday is locked in for the next two years. And it's a 12-team playoff, and we know that it's a 5.7, 5 plus 7. And we talked a lot yesterday about what it means, how it's going to work, why I think it's outstanding. Even Pretty Daddy, who's um, one stubborn dude who likes what he likes, and he likes his, his patterns, and he likes what he's about, sort of open to it. And already, already after we all digested that plan and the Pac-2, it's the Pac-12, that's two schools signed off on it, after we sort of made sense of what this 12-team reality looks like for the next couple seasons, the news starts to come out about the real plan, the long-term reality. And that is that the SEC and the Big Ten, the big boys, are going to dominate college football. Here are the reports, including from our own Dennis Dowd over at CBS Sports, cbsports.com. And that is, and this was, some of these details 
were confirmed by Bill Hancock, who's the guy you might have known as the BCS guy, and now he's just the college football playoff executive director. Ironically, he's based in Kansas City, which is where Dodd is based and where I used to be based. That's where all good things come from, Tom, question mark. The news is that there's already a plan to expand to maybe 14 or 16 teams. We haven't even gotten the actual expanded playoff off the ground, and there's already talk about what to do next. I'm going to tell you some of the details we have, that I'm going to give you the why. I already gave you the why. The SEC and the Big Ten are taking over. They're taking over. They are going to dominate. The addition of teams, because remember, you've got the Big Ten going to 18 teams next season. You've got the SEC going to 16. You've got the Big 12 going to 16 teams, and that is significant. It's also significant that schools like Oklahoma and Texas and USC and UCLA and other programs that matter, but those are big ones, are, are changing where they're going. And obviously the Big 12 disintegrated into just Oregon State and Washington State. And they've got to do a sharing plan with a small conference out here, a scheduling plan. The Big Ten and the SEC need the schools. And the gobbling up of other conferences isn't going to end because this is a race for dominance. And I think the game is already over. One of the details in this expanded plan would be more automatic bids in the playoff, right? Now, remember, in the, in the current format that none of us have experienced, but that we will in 24 this year and 25 next year, lock, to lock that the 12 team is in, you're going to have five automatic teams that get in. As we discussed yesterday, it's a little confusing, but it's the five highest-rated conference champions, which more or less guarantee, should guarantee, the Power Four all get somebody in for sure when they win their conference championship and then whoever the fifth school is group of five whoever wins that also gets in there's only four first round buys so there's certainly a world where a Cincinnati for example in theory could be higher than I don't know in Iowa in the rankings by a spot or two probably wouldn't happen that's how it would play out and it makes sense then you have seven at large bids you can give ample amount of space to a variety of different schools from around the country, and the playoff feels like it represents college football. When you say college football, we think, I think, C2 shining C. From one coast, one part of the country to the other, and everywhere in between. That is not the plan that the SEC and the Big Ten have. In fact, when news first started to come out that already the Big Ten in particular are some of the reports, but the SEC as well, are pushing for expansion and are pushing for more automatic bids for those schools. Because the argument, I'm sure, goes, if you're the Big Ten, look, we've got 18 schools. We we want four. We want a lock. And the SEC is probably making the argument, look, we've got 16 schools, and we're amazing, and we want more. And they also know, this is my speculation, it's not the reporting, it's common sense, but this is a takeover plan. This is not anything else. It's also clear that they're not done gobbling up schools that they need to. And so they've got the next two years of 12 schools with only one automatic bid for each conference. If they're eyeing 20, or in the SEC cases, maybe 18 or more, they need more automatic bids. That's, that's part one. Part two is this is about taking over. And I got a couple texts yesterday around the same time, including one from my producer that said, I think it was from Tom, I had a lot going on yesterday, that said some version as this news came out of, why don't they just do a tournament between the SEC and the Big Ten? And, and my answer is this is what it is. But they want the power, those two conferences, to sprinkle in a Clemson, to sprinkle in, man, I mean, I don't even know where to point when you point to the Big 
the Big 12. I mean, it's they want to sprinkle in some other schools and control it. Because I, there, there will be more money attached if it feels like a national tournament, a championship tournament where everyone is able to get in, rather than it's just Big Ten country and it's just SEC country. And, and I recognize now, technically, not even technically, Big Ten country does go from where I am sitting in Los Angeles all the way to almost where Tom is sitting, except to stop in Rutgers and down to Maryland. But the ability to incorporate every school, in theory, right, your Boise State, you got a chance, your Cincinnati, get in there, your Florida State, oh, it's going to be great. But to control it and to have dominance over it, that is what's going on. That's what an expanded playoff is about. And remember, the Pac-2 had to sign off on this 12-team plan, but they don't have a lot of power. All the conferences are weak. The Big 12, and credit them for their current survival, have also gotten to 16 teams by gobbling up other schools and replacing some of the schools that left. But the SEC is the big boy, right there with the Big 10. And there might be a world, if I had to bet who was going to be stronger in five years, I'd bet on the SEC, but I wouldn't bet much if the competition's against the Big, the big 10. The Big 10 has USC now and UCLA and other schools out on the West Coast. They've got the reigning national champions in Michigan. Now, we'll see how that program does or doesn't survive in its current level of dominance without hardball. But Ohio State's always going to be Ohio State. And I think the SEC and the Big Ten are smart enough, and the people that run it are smart enough. And if you look at the history of both of those, both of those conferences, especially the SEC, they are doing long-term strategic thinking and planning while everybody else is just trying to survive and failing to do that. The SEC and the Big Ten, they eye each other up. They've seen each other legitimate rivals. I'm watching the show Warrior. It's really old, but it's about basically Warriors in the 1860s in San Francisco. You got, you got the, uh, the gentleman who comes over from China. You got the gentleman who comes over from Ireland. right? You got the guy who's German. They're all fighting each other. It's great. And sometimes in the show, the two biggest badasses will eye each other up and think we could go at it, but we're so tough. Why don't we just work together? Because then nobody can take us down. That's what's going on here. An expanded playoff beyond 12 is not good for the game. It's not good for you and for me. It's good for the SEC. It's good for the Big Ten. It is the end of the NCAA. They are pushing this. They are in control. This is a plan by the two conferences that are dominant in a rapidly shifting environment to control what happens. If you have, just for example, 16 teams, and half of the teams are automatically SEC and Big Ten schools, which will happen, by the way. If this plan were to go through, at best, at best mean at most, you'd have 16 schools. And I'm telling you, it'll be four for the SEC guaranteed. It'll be four for the Big Ten. They're not going to guarantee that many for the other conferences because they're going to want more. And that's what will happen. In this scenario that the SEC and the Big Ten are pushing, because they're bullying the other schools, they're eyeing a takeover now. They're eyeing a plan that they dominate for a very long time it would, and it would be awful for the sport. Who cares about? There wouldn't even be conference championships at a certain point. Who cares if? I'm going to put Missouri there. Who cares if Missouri plays whatever Alabama toward the end of the year or in a, in a conference championship game, or if USC plays Ohio State in a big? T- if they're both going to get in, and remember, math alert here: if it's 16 teams, there's no buy. The math on that is just a straight bracket. I see people calling in 855-2124-CBS. You want to talk. This is bad for the sport. This is not about fans. And it goes beyond just money. 
the 12-team playoff that we have for the next couple of seasons, and we, we hit this yesterday, and if you missed it, start of the show, really good take. Even though I did it, I'm going to say it. It was a really good take. You can listen on the podcast yesterday. We walked through why it's great for the sport. Does it have the added benefit of making a lot of money for everybody involved, especially the SEC and the Big Ten? Yeah, that's, that's fine. It's America. That's the way that it works. This is the next step. This is dominance. This is dictating how this sport will, will function from two conferences in the long term. So when you read these reports and you get this news and you hear, like we started to yesterday, not coincidental, it started to get leaked to everybody at the same time, by the way, because everyone's excited about the 12-team playoffs. All right, people are kind of excited. They're not really going to get into the details. We're going to leak it out there. We're going to get people comfortable with this. When the announcement comes in a month or a year, people are ready for it. That's how these operations think. As you read, possible expanded playoff. Man, the SEC and the Big Ten have a lot of schools now. More automatic bids for those two conferences. The Big Ten is really pushing it. The SEC is really pushing it. What does it look like? Understand that this is the two conferences, the two big boys, laying the foundations to dominate college football, how it's governed, how championships are crowned, and where the money goes for a really, really long time. And what it will lead to is either two conferences, in reality, who gobble up everybody else slowly, or other conferences... They're like vassal states, right? Belarus to Russia. Get a little a little political here. You'll have the Big 12, or the, maybe the Pac-2 will be the Pac-4 at that point. Not by the way, I joke because it makes me sad. The ACC, but they will live by the good graces of those conferences. And the fear that the SEC and the Big 10, if they don't get what they want, will just do their own thing together, is what will keep those other conferences in line. If you raise your hand too high, it's like a mafia boss. If you raise your hand... Too high, sir, Mr. SEC, sir. Yes, ACC, go ahead. I just, I was really, I just thought maybe we, if you're going to get four automatic bids, and last year, remember, we had a few teams that should have gotten in, but didn't. Could we have two? The threat is you'll be cut out. You'll be left in the cold. We'll do our own thing. We'll go along without you. This is dominance coming, and I don't think it's good for the sport. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. A lot of times I'll bring Tom into the show in the second segment. I want to do it now, though, because I got a story about Tom that's not even about Tom. We'll do that in a sec. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Bill. Happy Thursday to you. Can you grow, if you wanted to, you look like you could. Oh, yeah, you kind of have the beard height. A giant, could you walrus, like big mustache. Paul Bunyan, mustachio look for, for Pretty Daddy. I could. The mustache grows in a lot more full than the beard does. So what is the, what is the, the month where you're supposed to just have a mustache for charity, but people just do it out of vanity? Is it November. Yeah, it's Movember. Movember, yeah, Movember. Because you're supposed to mow it. Uh, maybe named after a guy named Mo came up with the idea. Sure. Okay. A, I think after the story, you should consider going with the mustache. B, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about Messi. We're gonna make fun of Doc Rivers. These things are gonna be very entertaining and very funny. But I've also got a story in which the universe gave Tom, Pretty Daddy, and his mustache a message from 3,000 miles away. That is next on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Midnight could be hump moment, but that comes off real weird. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. By the way, um, Tom, let me get to this call, then I'll, I'll get into this. 855-2124-CBS. Let's uh, put a bow on our college football talk. Close the circle, which is a dumb expression. I guess it's not because you're drawing a circle. Tom loves these conversations. It's funny. I just had a – who did I talk to about Pittsburgh the other day? I had a long talk with somebody about Pittsburgh and what a great – he'd never been. What a great town it is. It's like where I'm from, Dubuque, Iowa. No offense, Dubuque, bigger and cooler. And it turns out Andy's there too, so that's nice. Andy in Pittsburgh, appreciate you listening. What is up, pal? You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey there, pal. Um, I I think it would be better if it was more 12 teams because Division three, for example, has 32 teams in their playoff system. Division two has 24, and I think Division one AA or whatever you call it now is has 16. And I hey, I love watching the Division three playoffs. And I, I got 32 teams, five rounds. I mean, I gotta tell you, I thanks for the call. I've never seen Division three football. I don't think I'm open to the idea of expansion eventually. Can we? My thing, Andy. I hear you, pal. It's a good point. Let's do a year or two of a twelve team playoff. Let's see what the unintended consequences are or aren't. Let's evaluate it. Let's, and I think this is important to what I was talking about. Let's give the Pac two a chance to get actually back to being twelve or eight or whatever they can be. Let's see where the shifting sands of all these conferences actually end up, and then we can reevaluate. Love the call. I like the energy. I like the Thursday morning energy. Tom, I love the idea of applying for jobs that I shouldn't, that I can. Um, Our program director, Spike Eskin, our boss, is leaving for a very big job in his home city of Philadelphia, to be a drive-time host. Now, he's still there. There's an application process. There's a guy named um, Chris Oliveira, who's like a big, big boss, and Jeff Sotolano, big, big boss. They're great guys. They're, I think, the decision-makers on this. Do you think... So, okay, the program director runs WFAM, which is the big... the. It is not only the talk sports talk station in New York. It is the biggest sports talk station in, in the country. And one of the biggest just stations in the country. You run that, and then you also run us. Okay, I think a little like you know, not quite as important, right? It's, it's kind of as, as it's. I'm gonna give you a soccer analogy. It's as if WFAN is Man City, right? And we are maybe on a good year, Girona. I know you get the reference. Two different. Okay, I want, if I applied, would I get in trouble? A, and would I get an interview if I just put in my application? Would you get in trouble? No. Would you get an interview? No. You also might no. get an email. From those two bosses that you mentioned being like... Yeah, they're great dudes. Dude, what the heck? 
That's part of the reason I think it would be doable because they're nice people. I've had some bad ball. I would just say, I want to be a player coach. <laughs> Come on, man. No, you're not getting no. an interview. No. They There's been player host. coaches. Clearly, they want you to host. Didn't Pete Rose player coach? Yeah. He's a bad example. He was not a great guy. I, it, no. So, no, you don't think I could just apply? I would advise you not to apply. Don't do it. Um, can I tell you a story about you? I so I'm a bit all right, so I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a reli- I'm Catholic, I'm a religious person, I'm a person of faith. I also think the universe speaks I really do. Can I can I tell you a story about you that you weren't even there for? Go for it. I'm a, you know me, I'm a big self reflection guy. Yeah, you are. My guy John Gonzalez and I went out for dinner last night. Now John um works at CBS Sports now, he's been at the ringer before, he's been at Sports Illustrated, Philadelphia guy like like Spike Eskin, whose job I'm gonna apply for. Um John and I are doing along with with um, Ashley Nicole Moss. We're, we're launching a five day a week NBA podcast that will also be a, a live show, a live TV show, and that'll launch at some point in the next I don't know two, three, four, five, six, twelve weeks. And um, we went to dinner at a steakhouse, kind of like a dive bar steakhouse in in, in Redondo Beach, Torrance, which is an area. Have you ever been to a dive, I, dive bar steakhouse? It was awesome, and it's this huge, big leather plush couches, and it felt like you were in the sixties and and the waiter came over, and he had this huge mustache. And I can—I don't know how to describe this to you other than John goes, hey, what's up, man? And the guy was just like, didn't even respond. He just stared at him. And I go, hey, what's going on, dude? He's like, hello. He liked me more than John. He was you. He was nice. He was professional. He was courteous. He did not want to have a conversation. Then I was so interested because I thought, this reminds me of my producer. I watched him. other. Somebody went up to him to ask him where the bathroom was, and he did a barely did a head nod in that direction. I mean, it was you, okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Because there's a punchline coming. There's a universe speaking to you. Yes, right. in fact, I, I, I just got yelled at by my wife earlier this week for not saying hello when I came in the door from work. <laughs> well, that's a, we all, let's unpack that in a minute because that is messed up, man. <laughs> it's a real easy one. True story. It's funny. Every time that I call you in the morning, you say good morning, and I always think you don't think it's a good morning. I'm surprised you don't just say no. You know, don't be late. <laughs> what do you want? It's a throwback. <laughs> so the guy is ignoring, not ignoring us. He's he's like you. He's courteous. He's professional. But he's so trying to do. John's trying to like engage him in conversation. And the more John does it, the more he like. At one point, the guy turned to me and goes, "Would you like a water, sir?" I'm like, "Yes, please." And he brought me a water. And John, goes, <laughs> John goes, "This guy loves you." I go, "No, John. He just doesn't like you." Because <laughs> you keep talking to him. So he's you. Okay, this goes on for about an hour. I'm talking to John. The place is loud, and I say to John, have you seen the TV show Warrior on Netflix, like I said to you? And this guy who's you stops mid and comes over and goes, did you say Warrior? Oh, you can talk now. I go, yeah, it's amazing. And we have this, I don't know, 30-second, 60-second conversation about Warrior and the politics in it and the ninja moves. It was a The universe is sending a message through you. The ver- your doppelganger on the West Coast, and even Warrior is so good that it even gets the guy to speak to people. My point is you should watch the show. That's my story. Look at you being a bridge to all people. You can relate to everyone. I'm, I'm a man of the people. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm probably not going to watch it, though. I understand. You don't say hi to your wife when you when you go in the door. Yeah, this happened. This happened. I was not in a great mood. I got stuck in some traffic. Okay, I walked okay. in. I'm in my garage. Doors are closed. Laundry room door to the garage is closed. I could hear my son is not having a great afternoon. Like, he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Do you think it's because his dad's home? 
Uh, it's possible. It's, de- it's definitely no, possible. Oh, no, he loves you. So, like, I'm not in a great mood from sitting in traffic. My son's not in a great mood. I walk in, I'm not in a great mood. I put my bag down, I unpack Dude, my you, stuff. No, no, stop with you. Did you say hi to your wife or no? Uh, I did not. You just, you just, you just gave silence to the. So let, let me give you her perspective. Did she work yesterday? Oh, yeah. She did a full day of work. Oh, yeah. She take the kid to daycare? Oh, yeah. She picked the kid up. Oh, yeah. And then her son was screaming the whole time. Oh, yeah. So she had, And she's a teacher. That's right. So she's dealing with kids all day. That's correct. And you walk in the door and you just ignore her and you exude anger and being put out. That's correct. You're, the, you're wrong. <laughs> Say hi she to your wife. She told me as much, yeah. <laughs> Say hi to your wife, Tom. Yeah. This is not rocket science. Fill out the document on Bum of the Week on Friday. I did. I did. Say hi to your wife. We are ready for Bum of the Week this Say week. Say hi to your wife. Uh, by the way, so I know I'm late to this only because when the, sh- the timing of the show, but Doc Rivers, for those of you that missed it, oh, he's such, he's so full of it. Doc Rivers has given all these interviews that are that people are describing as lies. I can't speak to that, but but yes, that is the view out there. One of them is Doc Rivers, in a very specific cadence, said, in effect, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's a star of the Oklahoma City Thunder, was a member of the Clippers. Doc was his coach. Doc benched him all the time, by the way. Doc was there and, and like the guy in charge, basically, had all the power. When they traded Shea to uh, the Thunder in the Paul George trade, okay? Doc said yesterday, the day before, I think it was yesterday, or it came out yesterday, I, I knew that Shea was going to be really good. I tried to tell Kawhi that he should be good, but, you know, I knew, and but they traded him anyway. So blaming Kawhi Leonard. For Shea Gilgis Alexander being gone when Doc was in charge. All right. Tom, have you seen, I'm going to read you some of my favorite. Have you seen these, these Doc Rivers things on Twitter where people are taking his cadence and, and, and doing other topics? I'm going to read you one. Ready? They're so good. Doc reveals he warned Frodo about the evil powers of the One Ring. Yeah, I just told him, look, that ring is essentially an extension of Sauron himself, you know? I knew it would try to return to the Dark Lord. I just had a feeling it would corrupt him. There are thousands of... Of these. Doc Rivers reveals that it was actually him who invented basketball, not James Naismith. <laughs> I need to find a way to keep my students active during the winter. I saw the balls and fruit baskets, and yeah, I don't know. The idea just came to me. Dude, I could. I, how many of these did I send you? Ten? At least. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a Jedi one. This guy has, he has jumped the shark. Everybody, this is the thing that I find really interesting about Doc Rivers. And I don't want to get into all the J.J. Reddick silliness and J.J. Reddick. I think Nick Wright did a great job sort of explaining this in, through sarcasm. J.J. Reddick going on TV and complaining that he's on TV, basically. Insulting the audience. But J.J. Reddick's a smart guy, and he has a huge, huge platform. He's going to be the new finals broadcaster for ESPN, replacing Doc Rivers. And the thing about J.J. Reddick going after Doc, and then all the things that have followed people trying to defend Doc, not many. I mean, Pat Bevin, your kid, and the people also agreeing. What I find amazing, and you'll know this because you've been on this show, I have been writing these things and saying these things about Doc Rivers for years because for years this was the talk behind the scenes. Every workplace, every single workplace has somebody who people don't like or think is a phony or think is overrated, but they don't say it publicly. They don't say it in the board meeting. They don't say it to their boss, right? Maybe they say it to their wife or their buddies. John sucks. But then when there's a board meeting and the boss like, isn't John great? And everyone's like, hey, employee of the month, he did it. That has always been Doc Rivers to a lot of people in the NBA. They thought he was not great. And the fact, Tom, that it is so public now, that it's a meme, that it's a joke, and that as people, this is my view, 
have come to realize who Doc is. And more to the point, the because J.J. Reddick's known for years. I mean, good for him to say it, but this isn't new. This isn't a revelation. People have been talking about this forever. The fact that it's public and Doc, the way Doc is handling it, because he can't. He's going out there and he's just digging a deeper hole. He's just he's looking to blame people for stuff no one's even bringing up. No one's asking you about Shea Gilgis Alexander why why you, you screwed that up. Throwing Kawhi under the bus, throwing his front office under the bus. It is utterly amazing. Um, did you watch? Not trying to put you on the spot. I know you didn't watch it. I watched the Inter Miami game last night. Most of it. I watched the first half of my house. Then I watched maybe the next thirty minutes in the Uber on the way to the restaurant with the mustache guy who's you, who watches War and loves it. And I'm just telling you, I know you don't want to spend the money. I get it. It's worth it. Messi didn't score last night. He had an assist. And he is still doing things that are that highlight that he is the greatest athlete on the face of the earth. He is better at what he does than LeBron. He is better at what he does than Mahomes. He is better at what he does than Mark Grace was back in the daytime. I love Mark Grace, number 17. Go Cubs. It's unbelievable. Yesterday there was a moment. I mean, like, you don't even have to like soccer to watch him and just to marvel. It's sort of, I think the best comparison is Tiger Woods. So many people who didn't care at all about golf or understand golf or play golf could watch Tiger in Tiger's heyday and see how brilliant he was how he rose above the game. Messi's doing it. Yesterday there was a moment where a guy fell down in the in the box and Messi was still dribbling and chipped the ball over the guy, guy that was down to use him as a, a shield and almost scored. My point, Tom, is is I know that you suggested we talk Messi today, and I we are. He's Those of you that are out there, and I'll say this to you too, Tom, it's just worth watching while you can because it's going to be like Tiger, maybe like Shohei Otani, I don't think LeBron qualifies. Mahomes does. It's His greatness is so rare and so clear, which means you don't have to wait for it. Some of these guys, like you know, you watch Joel Embiid play, and he has a game and a game, and then he has 70. Messi is doing the equivalent of scoring 70 points every single game. He's doing things that are beyond reason. He sees the game in a four-dimensional way. I don't know how to just, Like, he finds space. It, it's... It is worth, if you're not going to do the season pass, which I did, I think it's 100 bucks. it is worth, I think you can rent these games or buy one-offs. It's worth just waiting an hour before the game starts, Tom. They put out who's starting, and when Messi's starting, you should just spend the 5 bucks or, what, or whatever it is, and you should watch him a couple times because it's, it's, it's amazing. It's mesmerizing. I can't, I can't get enough of it. Now, I obviously, as you said, did not watch the game because I did not buy this package. But I saw that clip that you just talked about that went viral. And the first thing oh, I... Oh, did it go viral? Yeah, the first thing yeah. I thought of when I saw that is, was Messi lifting the ball over an injured player more, and I put this in air quotes, disrespectful than when AI stepped over Ty Lue in the NBA Finals. So it's funny because I, I had the same thought. The thing is, in soccer, a lot of times guys will fall down but not be hurt. And you watch Ted Lasso, right? There are scenes where he's like, stay down, act injured, and then get up and limp. And everyone cheers, right? And and sometimes it works. It'll it'll disrupt the rhythm of the game. So you just go into the whistle. I mean, you just go until the, the official blows the whistle because a guy's hurt and he stops play. I don't think it's – I mean, that guy got posterized, but I don't think it's disrespectful. 
And, and by the way, credit, was it Real Salt Lake? I can't pretend to be a big MLS expert. One of the defenders kept going. Like, like Messi basically goes over the guy, past another guy, and then what a score, but a, but a, a defensive player. Because what happens with Messi sometimes is if you watch the tape a little bit, people will be so mesmerized, they'll be sort of in awe of him, and they'll get nervous, and then they won't realize that he can get through this three-inch space between two guys. They People get flat-footed. He should have scored. I don't think it was disrespectful. But it was, I mean, I wouldn't want to be the guy on the ground. And that guy is lucky Messi didn't score. Because if Messi had scored, that dude better be injured. That guy's leg better be broken when he has to look his teammates in the eye. It, it's, it, it's, it, is pretty, it is pretty amazing. And I don't know where prices are. I got lucky. I got to see Messi for free because friends had tickets when he came to L.A. But assuming the prices come down, are they going down? I was just going to say, he's going to be in your neck of the woods on Sunday. They're playing the Galaxy. Are they? Oh, man. Sunday. I'll look up. I, my son already saw him, though. I think, I'm in the, I think I'm in the clear. Now he wants to go to a Lakers game. And what is your favorite thing that Henry said to me? <laughs> Are we looking up at the players or down at the players? Down at the players, buddy. Down <laughs> at the players, buddy. Ugh, don't ever let your kids hang out with rich people. That, 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 is, that is what I should. You know what I'm saying? These people live in a different reality. Good for them. We're looking down, kid. Way up. See, that? those are called hockey seats. You're going to love them. <laughs> All right. Uh, Justin Fields is the biggest question mark in the National Football League right now. He's obviously the Bears quarterback. He's under a pretty good contract for the next couple years of control, and there's obviously the tag issue after that. But the Bears also have this thing called the number one pick in the draft, and there's this dude named Caleb Williams who is available without an agent. What is going to become of Justin Fields? Well, he has some thoughts, and his friends have a PG-13 analogy about what's going on, and we'll hear that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Lori and the kids are in Ohio at her parents' house. I'm alone. And I hate to admit, because I do really miss my kids and my wife. It is nice having the house to myself. On CBS Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, uh, 24 hour later, check, wellness check, still true. <laughs> still true. I have a little house, Tom, but it doesn't feel little when I'm in it by myself. Now, are you just doing everything you can't do when other members of your family are home? Like, is the house a pigsty right now? Or are you just living it up? No, I cleaned it. The house is clean for the first time, and I cleaned the house. <laughs> I see what yeah, you did there. I'm a real adventurous guy. Did all the laundry. Big partier. <laughs> yeah, I'm going crazy. I did break out the uh, 
the Blantons. Uh, here's an interesting perspective. We, I was talking earlier in the show about college football and my concern about the expanded playoff. Not the one that's coming the next couple years, the one that reportedly the SEC and the Big Ten are pushing to go beyond 12 schools. And Kevin uh, at Foley, Ohio, I don't know how to say your last name, I'm sorry, pal, says, you think NCAA football playoff over 12 teams will kill it? I think opposite, put in every conference champ in all top 25 and give us a March Madness style end every year. Football every day, every weekend for a month to end the year would be epic. Yeah, yeah, no, maybe, yes. That's not what's coming. That's not what the Big Ten or the, or the SEC wants. They don't want everybody to have an equal share. They want to create a money-making mechanism that they dominate and that they stack with a minimum of half of the schools being from one of those two conferences. And that means all the money flows to those schools and conferences. And that means that it's easier for them to build the facilities and do the things and create the NIL partnerships that get them even more players that are dominant and then continue to dominate. Remember, if you take money away from schools, you take away in the medium to long term their ability to compete against you. It's an arms race in a lot of different ways. So, Kevin, I hear you. And if that were what was leaked, there's going to be an incredibly equitable plan where a legitimate playoff with a whole bunch of teams from all the conferences with an equal chance to make it is, is in motion. Great. That's not what's coming. What's coming is the SEC and the Big Ten dominating the changes that come in the years ahead and trying to ensure, regardless of if they have down years, by the way, that they get half of the 16-bit schools or more as a lock. It could be as many as 8 of 14 schools being from the Big Ten and the SEC. That is a Big Ten SEC tournament with a few others sprinkled in, and it won't stop there. They'll have control of the committee. They'll control everything. They'll, trust me, be a, and they'll have more money. So there's going to be, I'm going to use Iowa again. Iowa won't be one of the top four teams that are automatic, but they'll, they'll get in. Auburn will have a, you know, a okay year, and they'll get in over some poor school that's not a part of one of these conferences. So that, that's, that's my concern. Justin, we're going to talk a lot about Justin Fields as we get closer to the draft. Justin Fields, capable quarterback for the Bears. I thought Ross Tucker had a great point when he was on the other day where he said, and if it wasn't Ross, remind me, Tom, where I think it was Ross, where he said, you have to have a top quarterback in the National Football League, and that's not going to be Justin Fields. And for that reason, go draft somebody else. Because even if he can be the 10th best quarterback in the NFL, that puts you probably on the outside looking in over the last 5, 10 years of, of being able to win the Super Bowl. It's a great point. My concern is that anyone they bring in is going to fail under this coaching staff and that there's not a Trevor Lawrence in this draft. Now, people, there are people who disagree. Uh, there are people who, the Kluger, Adam Klug, who was our, my producer back in the day, now the program director in San Diego, he's not shy about giving his opinion, Tom. I don't know if you knew this or not. Because I called him, to just, I was curious, does he want Justin Fields? Because the Falcons are the betting favorite to get Fields if Fields leave Chicago and Adam's a, an Atlanta guy. And he puts Caleb Williams in the same class as Andrew Luck, as Trevor Lawrence, as Peyton Manning. I don't put Caleb Williams in that class. I don't think it's that kind of luck. I don't think it's that kind of guarantee. But I understand Ross's perspective. And in all of this sort of what will they do, what won't they do, with the Bears having fields and the number one pick, the ability to have Caleb Williams or someone else, or by the way, trade down out of one to somebody who wants Caleb Williams and draft a different quarterback, at three, four, five, six, seven, eight, somewhere, depending how things fall, and also trade Justin Fields. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of scenarios where Fields could could go away. 
and Justin Fields did talk. Is this on? What is this on? The 33rd Team Podcast? I know we have to credit these, but, but like the names are ridiculous. Anyway, great name. The 33rd Team Podcast, Justin Fields talking about whether he wants to be a Chicago Bear. Of course I want to stay. Um, to be honest, bro, I'll be trying to, like, you know, with all the talk, it's, it's hard to, you know, I guess kind of just boom be in one place, but I can't see myself playing in another place. But I know how that league is. Like, if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans there, you know, they're great. It's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever right. happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just wanted to be over. Like, just let me know if I'm getting traded. Yeah. Let me know if I'm staying. I like I like that guy. I like that dude so much. By the way, the city is lit. So is the show. And this portion of the show that is lit is sponsored by the new Hyundai Tucson, available with complimentary class-leading Blue Link Plus. Now it's easy to use your phone to control your Tucson. Like, I love that Justin Fields wants to be there. And there were some questions about this because he, he unfollowed the Bears on IG. And it was a big thing. And what does it mean? And is it real? All right, so <laughs> there's two things <laughs> that I want you just to enjoy in this clip. One... You can assess for yourself, I'll give you my take afterwards, whether Justin Fields is full of it, his explanation. But two, the uh, (laughs) PG-13 explanation from one of his buddies. Bro, I'm glad we're talking about it, because people, why do people take social media so seriously? (laughs) But like, why are you you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro, I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears much more now that you don't follow them. Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields. to the draft Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. Did he just call my Chicago Bears his side chick? Um, he may have. He did. It sounds like it. He may have. I actually called a buddy of mine who has, sadly, he's not married, but has a lot of side chicks. He has a lot of girls who think they're dating him, right? That was his interpretation, too. I I consulted an expert. (laughs) I consulted a great guy you'd never want anywhere near your sister. Do you buy that, though? Because he still follows them on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. The fact that he unfollowed the NFL, too, I think is a really... Yes, I do believe it. Maybe I. Here's the other thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't actually matter. He has a right to be pissed off at the Bears. He has a right to feel like he's being rejected. We've all been through these things personally and professionally where something that we think, someone or something that we think should value us either don't or give us reason to think they don't. And the reality is, he, he's right. The Bears are going to make a decision. He's not. He doesn't get to make the choice. The Bears are going to make the choice. And if he's a Bear, he's going to play his tail off. And if he's not a Bear, he's going to go succeed and be amazing with someone else because that's how it goes with the Bears. I, um, I, I want to dive into this more another time. We've only got a few minutes, then, and we'll get to Joe Theismann. And I'll ask Joe. This is a really big football topic, and obviously as a Bears fan, it is significant to me. I think I want to keep him. That that and part of that, Tom, is I don't trust the coaching staff. If 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 we had hired Mike McDaniel, for example, and Mike McDaniel, coach of the Dolphins, had come to his own conclusion that Justin Fields wasn't it or didn't fit what he wanted to do, fine. We're in good hands. Let's go. Go draft somebody. The odds of success are increased because this coach and the staff he has are gonna be there. 
Or if Kyle Shanahan decided, I can't live without deep dish pizza. It's always been a craving. I'm tired of flying it in. I'm moving to Chicago. Fine. You want to draft Caleb Williams or somebody else? Bo Nix? Michael Penix? I don't care. Great. Let's go. In this scenario, I don't... Justin Fields doesn't suck. He could. He might have more of a ceiling than that. I'm worried these guys will ruin who they who they draft. I would rather trade away that pick for a whole bunch of other opportunities to draft. And and it would be. I mean, what are you looking at? Three first and two seconds. I think that's a very reasonable expectation. And one of those first could easily be a top. T- will be a top ten pick in this draft. Depending on who would move up and who, who where, where does Atlanta draft? Eight. They're certainly in the top ten. Seven, somewhere in that range. We'll get into it more down the line. But I don't think it matters whether Justin Fields unfollowed these guys, the Bears on IG, because he's mad or not mad. He is a professional. He's a pro. He's a good dude by all accounts, and he's going to play well or as best he can wherever he goes. Where are they drafting? The Falcons have the eighth pick, and don't forget Eight. the Bears already have the ninth pick as yes. well. Yeah, so the Bears could could literally have eight, nine, another second rounder, and first picks in the years ahead to move on from from Caleb Williams. Uh, but uh, anyway, more to come on this. In fact, let's just pause it, not end it. Let's ask Joe Theismann who he would choose between Caleb Williams and Justin Fields, among other things, next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 